listeners, and welcome to episode four of Stuttering Through Life, the podcast that's all about stuttering. I'm your host, Kyung Lee, and we have our first return guest, Matthew. It's so nice to have you back on the podcast. Hello. I, listen, it is so great to be here again, frankly. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. We did like, he told some great stories last time, and it was so fun <laughs> talking with you. Thanks. So our topic today will be speech therapy. So speech therapy is... Um, is done by speech language pathologists or speech therapists for short. They help people of all ages with communication or swallowing disorders or other things. Many speech therapists specialize in, in helping people who stutter. The, the benefits of meeting with a speech therapist is not to cure a stutter because curing a stutter isn't possible, but to practice strategies to speak more fluently and encourage a more healthy outlook on a person's stutter. So Matthew, you've had some experience with this. How long did you take speech therapy? Uh, so I'm gonna go start this anecdote with a correction from last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to my mom about when I started stuttering. Uh, uh, even though I have like distinct memories of like stuttering back when I lived in New York, it only started when I moved out uh, to California mm-hmm. uh, in like fourth-ish grade. Mm-hmm. which um, is just about when I started uh, doing speech therapy. Now, I was in speech therapy pretty much from, like, fourth grade, going through, like, fifth-ish grade, and, like, uh, towards... and Because, like, I, I would give a, a clear cutoff time, but it was kind of, like, a slow ramp-off, where it's like, oh, every week, and then it's, like, we'd miss some times. It was, like, uh, bi-weekly, yeah. and then monthly, and then just kind of didn't do it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so just about maybe like a year of doing it for real and then maybe like six or eight months of kind of just like not really trying to do it but but going anyway got it yeah makes sense um yeah uh for me it was about it was about the same time uh I kind of bounced around from therapist to therapist for a few years actually until my mom found a really great speech therapist and I worked with her from the years of third grade to fourth grade I think and then I started tapering off with her a little bit and um, at the same time, I also met with my elementary school speech pathologist just to see what it was like for a bit in fourth grade. So it was interesting. I um, got to meet a lot of people. I don't really remember all of them, to be honest, but it must have been interesting talking to a lot of people. Yeah. So what kind of things did you learn or work on in speech therapy? Uh, so like the big thing that they do in the beginning is just kind of like teach you how stuttering in general works with like you know like blocks and repeats and I don't I don't I don't really remember the terminology anymore frankly yeah me neither um, <laughs> but you know but yeah. like like the different kinds of stuttering and, uh, and like the different kinds of strategies that you employ to like stop it and then go back and try it again and then actually like say it without stuttering um mm-hmm. that the, uh, that was the main thing that you learn and then from there what you do is you just kind of um they find games which they use just as an excuse to like get both of you talking <laughs> yeah and for you sure talk, like really slowly and mm-hmm. you enunciate everything um <laughs> and uh anytime that that like you stutter you have to like consciously think about what to do so that ideally as time goes on uh you would start to think about it less and then it would be more of just kind of like a instinct of i know i'm talking like this this is how i fix it you know yeah yeah for sure um, yeah, it was quite a long time ago for me too. So I don't remember like the exact wording of the strategies, but I remember uh, similar to you, um, we learned, we worked on talking slow because especially me, I talked really fast as a kid and I still do. Yeah. 
it's like really <laughs> yeah and um it's the new york in me for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i just like had a lot i wanted to say but i don't know <laughs> and um for the slower more smooth speech i remember there's something called phrasing where i would read off like a sheet of paper with just like really simple sentences and i would use my finger to point at each word that i read so obviously your finger can't move that quickly so it forced you to kind of slow down and just read at an even um, consistent speed. So I think that helped and made me more like conscious of how fast I was talking. I I think I vaguely remember something like that. Um, yeah, but but like uh, we was like kids books and not just like sentences. Yeah, it was like pretty much the same thing. Oh yeah, we probably <laughs> use books too. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I remember uh, for my stuttering. Um, I remember I would try to work on talking smoothly when I stuttered. So that was kind of like more fluent speech and slower fluent speech instead of stuttering as much as I would. So, oh, like for example, if I was stuttering on the word smooth instead of s s smooth, I think they would try to, try to kind of elongate the consonants to make it more smooth, you know? And it would help, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would help. And I still use that. Yeah. Be more fluent. Because the uh the like good thing for me, like tying it tying it back into theater again, is that yeah. uh, if there's one thing that like definitely did help with that, is that mm -hmm. um if there's one thing that you will never hear uh a a director like not say, like they're just like they're like they're just in a constant state of of like reminding everyone, at least in high school theater, enunciate more. Yeah, for um, sure. And kind of already having that baseline of like I need to enunciate, otherwise I literally cannot speak, you know. <laughs> um it does it it honestly did help help me with that more than I more than I realize I think yeah because I think especially since I talked fast like I mentioned um if I just kind of jumbled my words I think it would make my brain more scrambled up and I think that would make me stutter a little more I think yeah yeah oh and actually I remember one time I was really surprised because I was working with my speech pathologist and she was and I guess I said like a lot of th words wrong with the th sound and mm -hmm. i was just saying it as a d sounds <laughs> i guess i just like didn't know that when i was really young um so i say like <laughs> even though like even though <laughs> oh um because i because i i know that english is like your primary language now but like mm -hmm. uh is english like your like first first language or like was it you like you were brought up speaking like korean and then at a young age kind of started like learning english and then like transitions yeah actually technically i guess my first language is korean because yeah my parents spoke to me in korean when i was really little so i guess when i was like one or two i only spoke korean but then i went to like daycare when i was two and i learned english pretty fast so yeah, yeah technically because... korean is my first language mm -hmm. but because english like that's the thing where it's like mm -hmm. the th sound is like so rare like because yeah. like linguistically i can only think of like english and i think like 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 spanish like like europe like spain spanish yeah yeah and oh that's those right are like mm -hmm. really the only ones that like come to mind that actually have like a dental fricative mm, that's true um i don't know what that is but that sounds cool <laughs> oh yeah uh, it, it it's the it, it's the th sound oh okay got it. yeah because i because i just had like a uh honestly i do feel like me going to speech therapy might have like played into it but um like eighth to ninth grade i 
I, it's so weird. I, I had a like linguistics phase. So. Oh my gosh, really? That's so cool. Yeah. I'm like in a linguistics phase right now, actually. That's so funny. We should talk about that more. Yeah. The IPA. Yeah. yeah. Like that, like, like that, like that is the only reason why I like know mm -hmm. all of like the weird words for different sounds. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a coincidence. Yeah. And I remember in our last episode and episode two, I remember you talked about how speaking Spanish makes you stutter more. And I actually, thought back on it and I was like oh when I speak Korean I actually do stutter more so I thought that was interesting too yeah because like that I don't know whether it's like a confidence thing because like oh, stuttering I feel like it's like one of those things where like there's so many factors that like play into it you can't really easily pin it down and that's why I haven't been able to pin it down for myself mm -hmm. um but like maybe you know maybe I'll I'll uh, figure it out one day who knows yeah yeah probably anyway Oh, uh, going back to like the TH sound, <laughs> um, yeah. the reason I brought it up was I had been working on stuttering with my speech pathologist for so long. I was actually kind of surprised when we would just work on um, pronunciation. And so I would have like a lot of worksheets with like a million TH words and I would read all of them and I caught on pretty fast, but it was interesting because my speech pathologist helped me with those kinds of things too. So that was pretty mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you um, yeah. is uh, my my speech therapist said that that like it was like a standard that like they always did um, mm -hmm. for like almost every every kid that stuttered like for like one of the games like like just like get them talking. Yeah. Um, did like like did they ever make you play like go fish, but like you have to talk like really really slowly and like extra enunciated? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Because because go fish is like a fairly slow moving game, and then when yeah. you just do you have a two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> go oh. fish. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know the, I, I think it's called Guess Who or yeah, absolutely. It open. So that has a yeah. lot of talking, and I I, I had totally <laughs> forgotten about that, but absolutely yeah. that yeah that was one of the big ones. I love that so much. I was like, does your character have brown hair? And <laughs> go back and forth. I played so much. Really Slower. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, I think at first, my pathologist, um, what's the word, like, emphasized talking slower because it makes you like hear yourself more. But I think soon it wasn't like all about talking slow. It's more about maybe talking like evenly and consistently and you know yeah. things like that <laughs> because it's hard to sound natural when you're talking slow yeah, yeah like, exactly and at the end of the day like i mean what's the point if you're not stuttering but like you sound like you don't really have a full grasp of english you know yeah yeah for sure it's like it's not that realistic to go out and talk like as slow as you can so yeah and honestly for stuttering i know um just from what I've seen or heard, a lot of parents that don't really know what stuttering is or haven't really been educated on stuttering yet when their child stutters, I know a lot of things they say is, oh, just slow down, just slow down. And they think it's like, oh, he's talking too fast, he's stuttering kind of thing. Yeah. But I know, but sometimes it like doesn't help that much, you know, the child gets frustrated. So yeah. Um, and those are the kinds of things a speech therapist can help with because I know they help the parents a lot as well if they're not um, like, if they don't really know what a stutter is. So that's mm -hmm. pretty cool, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, uh, 
to like the talking slow thing mm-hmm. um i'm i'm only saying this because i i i watch a youtube channel that like um they're they're, they're like a bass player and they like make videos on like jazz and music theory adam neely um, oh my gosh i love adam neely <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh when 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 he was giving advice on like how mm-hmm. to um uh play uh like like really fast bass licks and, and yeah, like yeah. and like solos mm-hmm. you 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 don't get better by going faster you get better by like playing it in, in like halftime first and like mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. everything and, and like getting all of the movements perfected and then you start speeding it up so i guess that's like if you go slow you can pay more attention to the little details yeah theoretically but like it's not always how it works you know yeah <laughs> so it's different mm-hmm. <laughs> And also for speech therapy, I feel like um, working on these kinds of fluency techniques and learning how to speak um, smoothly or slowly, those definitely help, I think, with the day-to-day um, just reducing the quantity of how much someone stutters. But I think going to speech therapy definitely, um, like a really huge takeaway I got from my experience in speech therapy was kind of like engraving in my mind that stuttering is okay you know because like my speech therapist told me that all the time like it's okay to stutter Mm -hmm. and I think that's the most important thing because um, Mm -hmm. because even though like yeah like like it is absolutely true that like um that like there are a ton of factors um I do feel like anxiety and confidence is definitely one of like like those are like two of the biggest ones and just like kind of like being conscious that like hey like it's fine like i mean i mean sure it's not like normal but it's not like bad you know yeah yeah no like like, it's fine it's just not common right yeah um like that's like that's the most important thing because when you're in speech therapy and you're trying to fix it like the Mm -hmm. implicit well okay well that's not the phrasing because i was going to say implicit implication but that's but that's (laughs) um uh, but like the implication is, if you're trying to get rid of it, then it's bad, right? Yeah, um, yeah. That and then like reinforcing, like, like yes, we're, we're like trying to get rid of it, but like it's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just better to not have it, you know. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't really think like a speech pathologist that knows what they're doing. I feel like they wouldn't try to get rid of it because that's like really hard, you know. And you shouldn't yeah. like, give false hope to like the student that oh, your stutter is gonna go away after like I talk to you. <laughs> I think. Um, I think just like well, that wasn't best phrasing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like that's like definitely something not. To say. Yeah, then you have not get rid of it, but like manage it. I guess would be how I'd say it. Mm-hmm, yeah, just to like, uh, yeah, just manage it a little better. And I think either like before I went to speech therapy, and even during, uh, whenever I stuttered in front of someone, it'd be like really embarrassing, and then I'd get like scared of talking after I had like a really bad one, but. Yeah. Being scared of talking is like a really hard way to live, you know, because like that's the main way we communicate with people, at least. And like hum- before. humans are very social creatures, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, obviously, it's like kind of hard to say, like, oh, just don't be scared. But still, I think um, I had like a lot of more peace of mind when I realized, like, it's like okay to stutter. And it took me a long time to do this, actually. Over the years when I didn't go to speech therapy, so like from fourth grade to now, I think I kind of forgot these things that, these like great little knowledge bits that my speech therapist told me, but I actually reconnected with my old speech therapist recently um, over this podcast. And we talked a lot 
about like what my stuttering means to me now and how I deal with it now. And I think I had like a huge mental shift because she told me how she like re-emphasized that it's totally okay to stutter and everyone talks differently. And this is just how we talk like as, so, as people who stutter, this is just another difference of how we talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and then I thought about it and then I would think about how I'd be scared of like reading out loud in class and how it'd be like really embarrassing if I stuttered and people would look at me, but it like, there's nothing wrong with it. And it doesn't inconvenience like the person or the group you're talking to. And, and like, there's nothing wrong with me either. So I think I was really glad I talked to my speech therapist um, about that recently. And I think she's been a really big help, just like self-esteem wise, you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like most people our age struggle with some kind of so, like self-esteem thing. And For sure. It's having, so common. Yeah. And then, and, and then just having like some kind of thing that like singles you out from everyone. It's like, hey, you are like objectively not as good at doing one <laughs> core thing that everyone needs to do. It's yeah. like, it doesn't feel good, you know? So like, yeah. No. Good, yeah. So just having that reassurance that like, I mean, you can work on it, but like, it's like nothing to be ashamed of. Like, yeah, that's, definitely not. Yeah, it's great. And it's crazy because there's this thing like nowadays over the internet, you can like, if you like something or you're interested in something, you can um, connect with people over that, like all over the world. And you can like find people that like the same thing as you. So I think it's similar for this. Um, just a lot of people in the world stutter and they've probably had the same experiences as you. And I think it's great to just like talk about your experiences and like the same things that you've gone through. Uh, like we're doing right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's nice to think about. Yeah. And, and one thing that I want to add uh, that like mm-hmm. we're on the whole like uh, self-esteem thing yeah. is that um. If speech therapy doesn't work for you because everyone's everyone stutters differently, no, yeah, no, sure. that's that's that that doesn't mean anything because speech therapy for me it didn't personally help much. But I'm really glad that I went because um, if, if there's one thing that this pandemic has like really reassured me of, mm-hmm. I'm much better at things when I self teach. Oh, really um, interesting. Yeah, like school. So like, <laughs> yeah, so like so like just being given like the framework with which to analyze how I stutter, mm-hmm. being able to like over the years just kind of like piece it together what works and what doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's helped more than anything else. But if I wasn't given that framework, I mean, I mean obviously yeah. I stutter right, but like I would it would, it would be nowhere near as you know, um, I guess not as managed as it is right now. I see. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and even if the first therapist you go to, like, you don't really click with, like me, I went through a lot of, like, actually, I don't know, like, maybe three therapists we found before I found um, one that I really liked. If, I think if speech therapists are available in your area and you have the means to meet with them and talk with them, I think um, it's okay to go to more than one, you know, and if, and if, like you said, you find that like the one-on-one thing or like the group thing doesn't really work for you. There's like so many online resources about stuttering. There's um, the National Stuttering Association, the NSA, I think. And then there's also uh, Friends, it's called. And um, and there's also like a, cu- a couple podcasts like mine about stuttering. So there's a lot of resources. It's pretty great. A lot yeah. of people and, um, oh, mm-hmm. find community in the same yeah. thing. Uh, and, um, 
because all you're doing with your with your with your speech therapist really is just talking. I mean, it's like structured talking and talking in certain manners, but at, but like what matters most is mm-hmm. that like they're all trained, they're all competent. Yeah, uh, for sure. That, like matters most is just who you get along with the best. Yeah, because um, you're gonna get the most work done when you're actually enjoying yourself. Yeah, for uh, sure. Or, or at the very least, you don't feel like scared. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a really good feeling to be scared with their therapist. Yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. B- because honesty. I I mean, like that's like the uh, biggest thing because you can because obviously, like when you're in that room, um, mm-hmm. you're you're like thinking about your you're like stutter and like what you can do to manage it. But you yeah. know, once you leave that room, you know that's 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 like that like that's the real test. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just um, back and, like, to the world. Being able to go in and say, "Hey, this didn't work," uh, and like feeling like it's uh, it's something that you can say and not like it's um like like you're insulting them you know because yeah yeah because like some kind of like personal connection there mm-hmm. um that's that's definitely one of the bigger things and that and that all stems from just like getting along with them you know yeah for sure i think that's really big um yeah and this is just like our personal experiences from like two teens you know that like went to stuttering or mm. that went to speech therapy um yeah speech therapists are like super qualified they're really professional and um if you want professional advice, you should definitely reach out to them. And um, I know since our experience with speech therapy is when we were young, we talk about like playing games and stuff. But even for adults, um, a lot of speech therapists have, I'm sure they have their own way of helping adults who stutter. So it's definitely not like just for a kiss thing. I, I don't yeah. know if they play games with adults, but maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. And um, maybe we can get a, a, a speech therapist at, at, uh, at, at, at some point. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely on the list. And yeah, um, you definitely should feel comfortable with, with their speech therapist. That's definitely a big thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think we went through some great topics. Um, I really enjoyed talking about this with you. And I think Absolutely. it was really fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for being on the podcast, Matthew. It's always so great talking to you. (laughs) Anytime. All right. This was our episode about speech therapy with my friend Matthew. And um, thank you for listening to episode four. And stay tuned for episode five. Thank you.